Now, a stronger U.S. economic data versus weaker world markets. Why and how did we get here? <laughs> so we've seen some good economic data coming out of the U.S. over the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, one million new jobs have been added to the U.S. economy in the last three months. And we now see that unemployment rate down to just 5.7%, which is uh, probably the strongest level in, in all of the OECD countries. Also, their fourth quarter GDP um, was, was um, revised to 2.2%. Doesn't sound spectacular, but it is the strongest growth for the fourth quarter in four years. So the U.S. economy seems to be picking up. And, of course, that is the big view from Fed Chairman Janet Yellen um, and a lot of interest around when are they going to start normalizing or increasing interest rates. So probably later this year, whether it's as soon as June, we will have to wait and see. But what now happens is that the dollar is really very, very strong compared to most other currencies. And we're seeing a lot of capital flows going into these stronger U.S. markets. And I think as a result, it's really putting some pressure on on the rest of the world. We saw India this morning with a cut in their interest rate. It's the second time this year. China, of course, lowered interest rates. So the rest of the world seem to be fighting this threat of deflation and, and battling to get growth sort of picking up in the rest of the world while the U.S. is looking a bit better. Yes, we've seen some very good performance from markets, so maybe some consolidation is good. But really this morning when we look at it, um, the, the India Sensex exchange is the only one that's, that's uh, making new highs again this morning after that interest rate cut. So I guess we'll all be watching the, the, the progress in South Africa with, with a lot of interest. Um, no mm-hmm. pun intended because it's yep. a question of, you know, um, will, will our own um, um, NBC follow the rest of the sort of emerging markets and not increase interest rates or keep them low or will we see some pressure on, on, on our own interest rates? So we'll have to Absolutely. wait and see. Do you think that it will have a bearing though on what our own um, reserve decides to do in this regard? You know, I don't think it should directly, but I think it is indicative of, of the factors that are driving the world economy me at the moment. Um, and I think one of the reasons why so many of the of the central banks around the world have cut interest rates in recent times was this fear of deflation. Um, I think with oil prices having risen off those uh, significant lows of $45, closer to about $60, and of course our own petrol price this morning rising at the pump, I think the, the immediate fear of deflation has, um, has dissipated a little bit. So I think the reason for, the, for our own Reserve Bank maybe to cut rates, I think, gone. But let's just hope we can keep it um, at, at the current levels for, for slightly longer. Now, Narina, I would bet good money that South Africans' views of rating agencies over the last couple of months has really gone south. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yet we don't really, you know, whether we like them or not, or the, what, whatever they say and think influences um, the, the lending sort of environment for the South African, South African Incorporated, if I call it that, mm-hmm. um, so, so um, specifically. So after the budget speech, you know, most market analysts sort of felt that quite a bit was done in the budget by Minister Nene to ensure that the ratings agencies would not downgrade South Africa. You'll recall that earlier this year, Russia was downgraded to, to junk bond status and we are at the risk of of that in South Africa as well so we've got South Africa or Fitch and and S&P reviewing South Africa formally in June so really government now has three months to implement a lot of what was proposed and suggested in budget and I think there's a little bit of cynicism from on the side of the ratings agencies to say what you said the plans sound good but we need you to actually put this into into practice 
So Moody's is the only one at the moment that was a little bit negative on the budget, um, but it really is all about impl- implementation at this stage. Um, also, fortunately, Moody's is the only one that, that um, where there's still a little bit more room for, for maneuver. Um, they've got, currently got us two notches above, above junk bond status. So um, the biggest risk probably sits with S&P um, because uh, if they were going to, to downgrade, us, downgrade us, we would be a junk status. But bear in mind that the outlook is currently still at stable. So there is the potential that they could first downgrade by changing the outlook, which is not an official downgrade, but just a negative stance. So, you know, I'm grasping at straws here, really sort of <laughs> hoping that these guys will not, not downgrade us because that could be quite disastrous for our, um, for our economy. Positive thoughts, positive yes, thoughts. Absolutely, Lina. absolutely. <laughs> and then um, just a quick update. I was looking at the business day earlier, African Bank spinoff and, um, you know, talks about uh, the viable parts of the beleaguered African Bank could be spun off into a good bank. So what's the latest on that Abel uh, story? Right, so Tom Winterbur the, 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 um, um, uh, gave us an update yesterday in terms of where they're standing with Abel at the moment. Um, and I think they're certainly making very good progress, but I think the progress has been coming a little bit slower than, than the market was hoping for it. Um, so the good assets um, in, in Abel at the moment, around 26 billion rand. And the idea really was that on, off the back of those good assets that they would actually lend, hopefully to a point where they're sort of lending in the region of about a billion rand a month, which is something that would make that size of book sustainable. And, and once they le- reach those sort of levels that the good bank, as it's been called, would then also relist on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. And at, at one stage last year, the hope was that that would happen during the first quarter. So really sometime this month, that has been pushed out um, indefinitely at this stage. But some good news from that side as well. Louis von Ziener is a former um, APSA Barclays executive. He's been appointed as the chairman and they are currently in the in the process of finalising the new CEO and the board and hope to do that by the end of, of March. Um, so they have been able, fortunately, I think, to, to recover a lot of the debts, um, which I think is, is very important. But the problem is that that lending, that lending rate is below the required levels. So they are also going at the moment through some staff layoffs, which is never never great. Um, but I guess the good news is that, as Minister Nene also indicated in his budget speech last week, it is unlikely that there will be further taxpayer money needed to ensure that ABLE survives the, the, the current curatorship and, and actually come back onto, onto a strong footing again.